I talk, I tell people this story all the time, you know, of like how I first met Summer and all that stuff. And still to this day, like it's been two years since I met her and I still can't fully explain like what it really was that like convinced me. I just knew that that was the right way. I was like, I don't know why, but I know that this path is where I'm supposed to be and this is where I need to go. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to Spill the Cheer, the number one chilling podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, subscribing. If you're not subscribed yet, you know, hit that button. You know the drill. I say it every time. If I say that and you don't do it, quite honestly, you're missing out. Have you heard the message or get it? It's the number one chilling podcast in the world. I'm not making it up. I couldn't make that up. It's the number one chilling podcast in the world. Stats, science, analytically it is and you know what i feel so good today i have an amazing guest she cheered at the university of kentucky she's now currently at weaver state university it's been part of team usa and currently on the team with a 2019 uca college national champion 2019 pan-american world champion and lastly she was the top three at 2020 uca partner stunt she is a girl that saved america this is my guest anu Hello, hello. So glad to be here. What's happening? Uh, this is dope. This is dope. I'm I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because the way we met is just <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's it's very funny. And I'm gonna tell you guys why this is this is actually funny. I'm gonna go with my part first and then and then and then you then you come in. Basically, <laughs> how I met Anu is Matt Torres has a he streams games. He streams uh on Twitch. Right. Amazing gamer. Actually, I love his content. And uh, one day he's like, he put it on a story. He's like, hey, I'm going to be gaming. Uh, if you guys want to check out the stream. I'm like, all right, bet. I go. And I'm like, you know what? I feel good today. I'm going to make his day today. I do. I'm going to donate $5. He looks at it. He's like, oh, that's dope. Spill the cheer podcast. Just donate $5. I'm like, yep. You know what? I feel really good. I'm going to give you $10 more. I gave him $10 more and I said, hey, you want more money? I got you. <laughs> and he's like, no way, $10. And he was, he was, but he was so hardcore, like while he's playing video games. So he was yeah. kind of like not paying attention. I'm like, he all was right. in the zone. And like every like, time he'd look over, he was like, what? There's more money in here. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I need to, I need to amp it up. I gave him 20 bucks. And he's like, Ooh. what? What are you doing? I'm like, I feel good. I feel, you know, I want to give back. And especially to, especially to one of my guy, to one of my guests. I mean, Matt Torres, uh, he's an amazing guy. So I just want to see him succeed. And then, yeah, and then I think that same day, it was the same day. Yeah. Uh, he started streaming again, like twice in a day, which is insane because not that many people actually stream two days. He has a lot of viewers, a lot of people watching, and there's this girl, oh, no, this person, anonymous at first. <laughs> Her name is Fire Nutcracker. I was like, oh no, it was it Asian? Asian firecracker. That's Asian firecracker on Twitch. What's up? I was like, <laughs> I was like, who is this person? And why are they trying to start beef? And there's this other person named the frozen, frozen the, the frozen one. I I said to myself, okay. I donated like I think it was like what five dollars? And then the frozen one said something. She goes, I she's like, um, she was like I, you won't double my donation. She was like, if I donate right now, you won't double it. Like she was calling. Oh yeah, me yeah, out. yeah. She was calling me out. I was like, oh, I was like, did you not see the, did you not see the first stream? 
and uh so she she donated what 20 bucks at first uh yeah she donated 20 bucks and, and then, then i said <laughs> wait i'll say it oh and then you went and donated like 20 dollars and like 60 cents or something and then i came in and i was like i'm not good at math but uh i don't think that's double <laughs> I was like, and we both no just way. started banging up on you i felt kind of bad but at the same time that was it was yeah. so funny, and Matt's just playing, doesn't give a care in the world that we're just throwing money at this dude. Yeah, he's like, Ooh. Uh, but yeah, then I, then I, then I did. I think I did another twenty. I think I did. Yeah, and you then did another twenty. She did fifty. Yeah, well, you called her out on trying to be top donator because you're like, oh, that's right. You're like, look at the look at the screen. Who's number one donations? And then she was like bet and she donated like 50 bet. more dollars no cap i honestly i, I couldn't believe Ooh. it i i was like okay never mind this person's actually for real i'm gonna stop <laughs> no right joke. here before i actually run out my bank account <laughs> and then after the stream matt was like oh by the way that was elsa i'm like are you what <laughs> and in honor are you kidding me i was i thought i was like no way dude they're gonna hate me She's gonna hate me for running her bank account. I thought it was so funny because I figured, I figured like halfway through all of the messages we were having in the chat, I was like, "There's no way he knows." I was like, "He has no, no. idea who he's talking to right now." And I, I thought it was, it was so funny. Dude. It was all, it was all good fun though. It was super. It was really fun actually. It was a really cool experience. It was super funny. <laughs> I had a good time. I always have a great time on Matt's, uh, Matt's streams. They're always the best time. He's so, Matt's so he's funny. A funny guy. He's a funny guy. And he like and, attracts and... the right people too. Like everybody that comes and watch him stream and like talks in the chat room and stuff are all good people mm -hmm. too. Sick. I think that's, that's one of the reasons why like I'm, I'm in a good place right now where I want to help out as many as people as possible. Obviously it's a small donation. I mean, it's, it's probably not that much, but just seeing his reaction and just seeing like that for oh, me. Oh, you have is, no like, idea. My, he my was talking thing. about it days afterwards. He anytime like somebody new would come in the house and hang out or whatever that wasn't there during the stream was like, yeah, I made like hella money last night on my stream. <laughs> da, da, da. He's like, yeah, the cheer podcast like kept giving me donos. Like Elsa was giving me donos. Like Anna yeah, was funny. helping people like give out donations, all that stuff. I have tons of subscribers. Like he's super excited with everything that's going on with his account right now. He's doing hey. really well. And Elsa, like a lot of that has come from your support, which is huge. Elsa, Elsa made the biggest dono. I mean, hands down, she was she was the one that really just boom skyrocketed the whole thing. Oh yeah, Elsa doesn't lose. Elsa doesn't lose anything. You could call her out on whatever. She's not scared. Oh my god, that's my I big that. actually. That's my that's my girl, I my love queen. That from you guys. Um, so that's how we met. And you're, I mean, you're an amazing person. I mean, just all around, you're a talented person. I mean, you hit Thank the first. You. I mean, one of the first ever stunts that I've never seen in my life. I mean, no one has seen in their life. Like, tell me more about that. How did that went like go? Oh God. Well, um, a couple of days ago, we were all stunning. Uh, we have this park that's like up the street from my house, and like uh, Weber State uses uh, that park a lot of the times to like get our challenges done and stuff because we're not allowed on campus right now with everything going on. But uh, I'm at the park and I'm stunning and like I'm just doing whatever, messing around, having a good time, and then. Colin comes over to me and he goes, hey, and I was talking to some friends last night and they were giving me some ideas on like world's first and like things I should like try and do. And I was uh -huh. like, okay. And he was like, basically, I have this idea where we're going to be in Xan and Hanahan and I'm going to power press and we're basically going to do a shotgun rewind, but from the Hanahan and catch it in a target at the top. And I looked at him and I laughed. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's <laughs> what? I was like, 
was like, oh, that's sick. Like, that sounds insane. Like, good luck. <laughs> I was yeah. like, have fun with that. And he goes, no, no, no. Like, I think you should be the one to do it with me. And I looked at him and I was like, huh? <laughs> I was like, why? And he was like, you know, like, I thought about it. And like, I had all these girls in mind. And I was like, but you know what? Like, you know who's not going to be scared and who's going to commit to it like 110% every single time? He's like, that's you. And he was like, you have the body awareness and all that stuff. And he's like, I know you're never scared and like you can handle a lot. And I really think that like we should put in the time to get it. And like I was already moved that he said something like that about me. I was like, calm yeah. down. I was like, stop talking. You're sweet talking me now. <laughs> you're but, trying uh, to convince me. You're persuading me. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I couldn't say no. He was asking me to be a part of the world first. And like at the time, I didn't know how possible it really was. But I was like, you never know until you try. Right. So I told mm-hmm. him, I was like, yeah, let me get. Let me get like these stunt sessions out of the way. And then like, if you're still here, we can start working on them. And we started working on it at about like three o'clock. Uh, and then we hit it at about 745. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Just so doing the we, same stunt over and over and over. Over right? and over and over and over and drop after drop after drop. Like it got to the point where I was like, there is no other way for us to drop this stunt. Like we have to just hit it now. That's the only other mm. thing left to do. <laughs> And was, we it did. Dang- was it dangerous? At, like, how many spotters did you have? Oh, uh, we first? had two. Two. Uh, we had two spotters first, or actually, we had like four spotters first. But that was when we were going to cradle. So we had somebody okay. catching the cradle, and then we had somebody in the back, like standing behind, just in case I like flew. And then we had somebody covering the front, and then somebody on the left side. Wow. And then once we got more comfortable with it, you know, things, uh, we started like actually trying to catch it rather than going through the cradle. We went back down to uh, two spotters. And we kept the two spotters the rest of the time. And, like, it was scary. Like, the first couple of ones were scary because I had, like, no idea where I was. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even, like, figure out. Like, I had, I had no idea where to start to even get my chest up to flip. I was like, this doesn't make any sense, you know. But we just kept throwing them over and over and over. That's all we did. We threw them. I would say, like, the first 30 reps, we didn't have any type. We didn't give each other any corrections. We just oh, kept throwing it until we got comfortable. And then we started to figure out the technique that was necessary to actually make this happen. And that's when things got a little bit better. Everyone's reaction. Oh, my God. I was spazzing out. I was so (laughs) ugly in that video. (laughs) I totally forgot we were recording. And then I was freaking out. And then all of a sudden, like, my heart stops. I'm like, I need to lay down. (laughs) I was like, I'm tired. (laughs) You, uh, so I know you you said you're going to perfect it. I mean, you're going to make it even more sharper this time. Yes. So the original plan. The original plan, after we hit it that first time, uh, we, you know, looked at the video, freaked out, you know, and then we stayed for like another 45 minutes doing it some more because we were trying to, ah, like, yeah, we could totally insane. get it. I was like, we could totally get it to Target. Like, we can do this right now. One more, I was one like, more. <laughs> yeah, every time. It was always one more, one more. And then finally, like, the sun was going down and Colin was like, all right, five hit or miss and we'll get back to it later if we don't hit it today. And I was like, cool. We didn't hit any of them. Our last one, actually was super super close like his arms were locked out like everything we were at the top and my feet just slipped right through and I was so Uh, mad I know but also like my shoulders were dead he was dead it was like it was gonna get dangerous if we tried mm -hmm. to stay any longer more dangerous than it already was (laughs) Um, but uh, we we decided that we're gonna try again next week after because when I woke up the next morning I literally felt like I got hit by a bus (laughs) I couldn't move my neck my shoulders were tight they're still sore actually it's been like five days now but uh, we're going to try again next week. Um, we're just going to get in the gym and hopefully, like, with fresh bodies, we'll be able to get it done pretty quick. You know, it'd be cool if, uh, if you just go at the very end and it's like, this is for you, spare the chin. <laughs> Dude, I'll do it. Yeah? 
I'll call it out on everything. I'll, I'll tag y'all. Don't even worry about it. I'll I'll put that I'll put that on my on my Instagram as well. I'll be like, yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> just for you, just for you, my boy. <laughs> uh, Matoris donation, top stream. <laughs> <laughs> Donate twenty more dollars, and I'll hit it to stretch. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, what was this? I was gonna say? You have so much going on. You are the video. I mean, all around. When I even one thing that I said, I mean, you are the person that saved America. I want to get more into the story. I want to get into more you as a person. Okay. And 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 see see just what makes you Anu. What makes you you know special. So let's talk more about your days at Kentucky. How how did it all started? Why did you choose to go to Kentucky? Um, well, I I wanted to go to Kentucky since my freshman year of high school. Uh, that's when I really started cheerleading and like really got interested in cheerleading and got into it. I was at an all-girl high school, you know, so I didn't know anything really about co-ed stunning. I had a full up and I thought that was the coolest thing ever, you know. That full was my level. Yeah, I had a full up oh, okay. going into it. And I thought I was like the baddest in the game. <laughs> I was like, ooh, look at me, you know. Let's go. But I've always wanted – I wanted to go to Kentucky since my freshman year of high school because like clearly the numbers don't lie. You know, mm-hmm. I've always been a competitive person my entire life. And like, I never do anything unless I'm going to be perfect at it. And I don't go into any competition with the mindset that I'm going to lose. You know, that's just what it is. If I'm going to put in all this work, I want to be surrounded by people that are going to put in the same amount of work and I'm going to get the best results I could possibly can. You know, and I also knew that like, if I was serious about getting good, if I wanted to make a career out of this, I needed to go to a place that was going to teach me the right way and the best way possible. You know, and mm-hmm. I did my research when I was like a junior, you know, really getting serious about applying and everything. And um, that's when I made my final decision. I was like, you know, I'm going to send it. I'm going to go to tryouts or I'm going to go to their clinic. And I got an invitation to tryouts, which was crazy. Didn't believe that was actually going to happen when I showed up there. But I uh, got an invitation to try out, showed up and I made their white squad and I was over the moon. I was completely <laughs> I could not stop talking about it. If you asked anybody I went to high school with, I was probably the most annoying girl in school. That's all I talked about. All I wore was Kentucky gear. Were you just repping Kentucky gear? Yes. All my last two months of high school, (laughs) all I did was Kentucky gear. My graduation party was blue and white. Like all this stuff. Like I was obsessed. I was so excited because like, Jomo took a chance on me. I knew nothing. My tryout, my freshman year was not very good. (laughs) But he took me. Why? How come? Uh, well, I mean, I hit everything and nothing dropped, but like with where I'm at now, when I see the oh, way I used okay, to fly, okay. you know, looking Sounds back wise. at it, I was like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. yeah, like my technique was non-existent. Basically, the only reason why my stunts hit was because I was little, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I stayed there for two years and, you know, Jomo really fine tuned me and my technique and uh, all my teammates really pushed me to be better every single day. And that's a big part of why. I am like why I'm at the level that I am right now is because I started there. You were you, you were just learning, right? Yeah. You were just going. You were just on top. You weren't you weren't the best. I mean, no, I was you weren't the worst. You were just you were just like out here. I'm ready to learn, t- soaking all that knowledge. Yeah. And at Kentucky, I mean, that's that's what you were there for the for two years. Mm-hmm. And how how was your mindset going into it? Because you know you're kind of like new to it. Were you like just terrified. ready to go and compete? No, I was terrified. Um, my freshman year my freshman year I was afraid I was afraid of everything I never spoke at practice I never like I don't know I was scared I was scared of messing up I hated messing up I I 
I'm sure you know this. I grew up in an Asian household, okay? So you have to be perfect all the time. And, mm. like, that's how I was raised. Yeah. So I showed up, and now I'm at my dream school. I worked the last four years to get here, and it's finally here. So now I'm even more terrified because I'm like, I really, like, can't mess this up. It's like so, you set, like, these expectations or, like, there's some, somehow it, they just got set up and you just – Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, like I had such high standards for myself and such high standards of what I wanted to get out of this program. I was super afraid. But once I got there and like we really got into it, we started like summer training and everything. After camp, like after UCA camp was over, like I was friends with everybody on the team. I trusted them. We were a family now. And after that, I just kind of hit the ground running. I was ready. I was ready to show up and work hard and, you know, stay at the gym stay at the gym even when I didn't have practice you know anytime I wasn't in class or cheering games or at practice we were at some type of gym open open stunning and like learning all these things and I would ask all these different people from blue squad and white squad like please throw me please teach me or like uh Kelsey LaCroix I was like Kelsey please like how do you look so good when you fly I need help (laughs) or like Whitney Aggie like I used to talk to her all the time even after she like graduated and left I would call her and be like I don't know what to do like I would send her videos I'm like I look like booty like please fix me you know like I was constantly asking questions um constantly asking for help and then like anytime I was alone and I didn't have time to like stunt or whatever I was constantly like working on those different body positions and like looking at myself and knowing like what feels weird and what doesn't feel weird how I should be doing things you know like it was just Mm -hmm. all I thought about all the time this was all (laughs) this was this was all through the summer right like ending of your first year yes because now second year you're thinking redemption like i like i'm ready to like pop off like second year is my best it's gonna be my best year than ever yes i was i was ready this time i wasn't i wasn't a baby anymore i knew that i knew kind of i had a a much better idea of what i was doing you know i was a lot more experienced after that first year um and i and i also made blue squad that second year when i tried out so i i knew that obviously my hard work had to have been paying off you know i made upgrades this year and i was ready to go i wanted to be on mat and all this good stuff i mean hey I had, hard work, I had big plans. if you work super hard i mean you get luckier if you say oh man you just got lucky well if you work really hard you get lucky exactly. if you don't work hard then guess what you're things, running out of luck my dad always used to tell me that things worth having things worth having are never just given to you you know so I've always been I've always been a hard worker, or I, I like to think that I am. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean you. I mean from what you said and from from what you you put out on Instagram, because like you can only put so much on Instagram. People don't really know who you really are. You know they don't know the amount of hours. They don't know amount of the days, the bad days that you put it that that, that you go through. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is why the pod, this is the number one streaming podcast in the world because that's where we share about these stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, like you're, this is, this is the story that I'm, that I'm very excited to hear and share because you just have everything going on. Like you, you worked your, you worked your butt off. You're going into your second year. You made blue squad. You're already thinking, man, I'm in, I, like, I'm, I'm, in a <laughs> I'm in a winning streak yeah. right now. Like everything's going so well. Like the ball is rolling. There's no, the momentum is just high right now. Tell me what happened during that year. Um, all right. Well, um, I was on a high streak. You know, I was doing well. Um, actually, I messed up. I did not make blue squad at tryouts. I made white squad at tryouts, but I was immediately put up onto blue squad after. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway, I got everything that I wanted. I was working hard. Everything was going great. You know. And then, um, 
uh, mat list was about to come out. It was right around the corner. And uh, the way we do that is like everybody has like their own opinions on mat list and we all kind of share it with Jomo. And then like Jomo makes the final decision, obviously. And when he makes his decision, like we have like a whole week where we schedule a meeting time with Jomo and he like sits us down personally and tells us whether or not we made mat and why or why not. And um, I, we just finished Big Blue Madness, which is like our huge performance that we have in October and all that stuff. And I was in it. I was in the entire Blue Squad routine. And I did pretty good. Like we, this was a weird weekend. Normally we only perform once and that's it. But we had a lot of other things planned for that weekend. So we ended up doing the routine three times. Mm-hmm. And um, I hit all three times. And glad, or blah, blah, blah. I hit all three times. Thank God, because I was nervous, you know what I'm saying? But (laughs) I had a really good weekend, and I was going into this meeting very confident. You know, I was like, you know, this could actually happen. Like, I'm doing this. I'm out here. I don't see why he would tell me no. And um, I go in, and I sit down, and we're talking, and he says nothing but good things. I'm hype. I'm ready to just hear the sentence. I'm like, come on, tell me. Tell me I'm on that. Here we go. And he looks at me, and he goes, "Um, unfortunately, that spot isn't yours. And I just my heart broke you know it's hard to admit it because like I know it's not personal it's just cheerleading and I know he didn't mean to like hurt me but I was heartbroken I felt so defeated and I was like I was like why not you know I couldn't help but ask I was like what did I do wrong mm-hmm. and you feel like you were do- you, you, you thought at that moment I, I feel like you thought you were doing everything right you, you, yeah, you hit that I, at thought the blue, I, at- I thought I gave him everything that he wanted you know I thought I was finally there like everything he's been asking of me I thought I finally figured it out I thought I finally gave him everything that he wanted from me to put me in the position that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes things just don't work out that way. And he told me, he was like, I still think we have a lot of work to do with you, like fine tuning and stuff like that. And he was like, he was like, but I need you to, he gave me some hope though, because he did tell me, he was like, I need you to pay attention, you know, at practice and stay involved and stay hungry and keep working because I have you here as an alternate because I know that if something goes wrong, I can depend on you to be there when I need you. And like, that was a kind of like a bittersweet moment for me because it was cool to know that like somebody so high up, somebody that I looked up to for so long, like trust me and my skill level enough to know that I could be that person. But it also kind of hurt because it's like he trusted me, but he doesn't trust me enough to put me on there from the get go. You know, mm-hmm. I still had, I still had a ways to go, and that part hurt because I thought I finally was there, but I wasn't. But you know, it only all it did was fuel my fire, because uh-huh. as soon as that meeting was over, I went straight to the gym, and I was like, "All right, we're working oh, standing okay. fools too," because I don't have one of those, and I need one of those to be on that. You know, anyone that works really hard and it doesn't go your way, which is which is okay. I mean, it's 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 part of yeah, life, it happens. right? It's, yeah. it, I mean, it's part of life. So, but you can either just say no. Nah, you know what? I'm done. I quit. Or say, hey, I'm going to get back in the gym. I'm going to get that standing full. Mm-hmm. I'm going to even get a hard skills. And I love that. I love that from you. Thank you. Thank you. You know, a lot of the times it's not the situation you're put in. It's the it's your response to it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in control of that situation, but I was in control of my response. So I was like, all right, he wants me to be better. I can get better. And that's what I did. I got I got better. Like you said, like this, like something we talked about before the podcast, like you're a true believer and stuff are meant to happen. Yeah. And this is what, this is what builds you to become a better person. Exactly. For the next two or three years. Mm -hmm. Like, like honestly, like thinking back on it now with a clear mindset, you know, with where I'm at in my life, 
I think about like that moment a lot, you know, and I'm like, what would have happened if I got everything that I wanted that day, you know, and I honestly think like, if it wasn't for him telling me no, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now, like in more ways than one, like, I think there's a lot of times where I go through like hard things even now, like I have hard practices, I have bad days, you know, and I'm, I constantly think back to that moment, that moment where I'm sitting in front of Jomo and he's telling me, no, I think about that all the time. And it's not like in a bitter like point of view, like I'm not mad or anything anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm over it or whatever. Like I'm okay Mm -hmm. about it now, but I think about it as like motivation because like I've already been told no so many times. And like, regardless of what he said, like I still went out and I still did it. I still worked hard. Like all it did was fuel my fire and it got me to keep going. So like, I'm a firm believer that like, if I, if I got everything I wanted that day, I would not be as good as I am right now. And that's because like, he gave it to me, you know, I didn't, Mm -hmm. I got there. Like, I know I still would have been putting in work, but I wouldn't have the fire that I do now because he told me no. And now it's not, I want to get better for me. It's, I want to get better so I can prove him wrong. Builds you, builds your character. I mean, that's, I think, I think most importantly, it makes you to like. Especially because like, I was so, I was a lot younger when that happened, you know, and Mm -hmm. I didn't have a lot of experience with like things like that like adult situations like that where yes you did everything right and the answer is still no you know what I'm saying like I never had to really deal with that a lot especially from like the cheer programs I was in beforehand like in high school like I'm not trying to like brag or anything but like in high school I was one of the top athletes out of my state you know like I was rarely ever told no Mm -hmm. I never had to like deal with that type of rejection you know, and then I tried out at Kentucky, my first try, I got in, you know, like I had, I never had to deal with like that type of rejection before. And like, having to go home after that meeting and like, convince myself to go in and keep working, regardless of the result, you know, like having to see Jomo at practice after he like hurt me so bad, and like still be cordial, because like, I had to keep reminding myself that it wasn't personal. I'm like, oh, no, he doesn't have time to hate you. <laughs> I'm like, that's not what it is at all. It's just cheer. It's just business. That's how it is, you know. But that was my first time ever having to deal with that. So, like, it was actually a really huge learning experience. And, like, now looking back at it, I'm so grateful for it because, like, that is what taught me that I can be told no and it's not the end of the world. You know, I can still fight and I can still get what I want. I just just have to be patient, you know. And, like, people can tell me no and not give me what I want but still want the best for me. You know, like, Jomo doesn't hate me. We don't have bad blood at all. We're homies. We're great. I still, like, wish the best for him, even now with his career outside of the University of Kentucky. You know, like, I still have his back no matter what. But it took me a while to understand like, to understand that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have that new life lesson if he just gave it to me, you know. So it, I got a good thing out of it anyway. Everything right. happens for a reason. And right there, your momentum is going up again. You're like, you know what? <laughs> we're going some hey, we're going somewhere else. We're going somewhere else. And that's where you go, Weaver State. Yes. What made you go what made you go to Weaver State? Uh summer. Point blank period. Oh, summer. I knew nothing about Weaver State uh when I first met Summer. Uh the only thing I heard about it, uh my friend Jeremy Seaver, he's alumni from Weaver State now. Also, Trinity Valley alumni as well. Oh, um, yeah. He's friends with my boyfriend Brennan, and my uh, my boyfriend was visiting me at the time for winter break. And Jeremy was in Louisville visiting one of his friends, and he wanted to come down to Lexington to see Brennan and hang out. And this was my first time meeting him. And I asked him, I was like, "Oh, you know, where do you go to school and all that stuff?" Because I know that you cheer. He goes, "Oh, I go to school at Weber State." 
and I'm like, oh, that's sick. Like, never heard of it before and all that nice. stuff. But like, he talked about it. Yeah, I know. I felt bad. I was like, I'm going to be honest. Oh, like, great I don't... school. Yeah, Weaver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, cool. You know, whatever. I was like, they must be great because he's really good. Like, he's so he's so talented and he's also such a great person. So I was like, I'm sure it's a great program, you know. But I didn't really pay, like, any attention to it. And then at UCA, uh, we're at UCA and we just finished competing and all that stuff. And um, Jeremy brings over Summer. And he goes, hey, Ani, this is our coach. I really think you should talk to her. Just right out there. I'm standing right in front of her, and I'm looking at her. I'm like, oh, gee, thanks. Yeah, sure, I guess <laughs> I'll do that. You know, and um, Jeremy's talking to her about the situation. He's like, yeah, you know, she still has all five years left, and she's really good and all that stuff. Maybe you should talk to her. And at this point, I wasn't planning on transferring. I was just – I kept pushing. I was like, I'm going to be on mat next year. I can do this, you know. Uh, but I have a 10-minute conversation with Summer after watching, like, the partner stunt competition or whatever. We only talk for like 10, 15 minutes, barely. The entire time I talk to her, we don't say one word about cheerleading. She does not ask me a single thing about cheerleading. She could care less about any type of awards or titles or skills that I had. All she did was ask me about my family, about like my home life, about like how I like it in Lexington, about my dreams for the future, like life-wise, not even like cheer-wise. She just wanted to get to know me in like the truest form and on our shuttle ride back to the hotel after I finished talking to her and stuff I knew right then and there I was like I'm I think I'm gonna transfer I was like I think I'm gonna do it I went from not even thinking about transferring to basically having my bags packed before I even got to the hotel because like I I always kind of struggled while I was at Kentucky feeling like it was my place but I always pushed to make it my place you know I was like I'm here I wanted this you know it has to be my place in the 10 minutes I spent with Summer, I felt more at home than I did in the two years that I've been in Lexington. Wow. She just made me feel, like, truly cared for, truly listened to, and, like, I she already be- I felt like she already believed in me, and she didn't even know me yet. It was solely just chills. the energy. It was solely just the energy and the vibes and, like, the genuine love that she gives off is what made me want to come. It's what made me commit to coming. I was like, I don't even care what happens when I get there, but I need to follow this woman to Utah, and I need to go now. Wow. That, yeah, that, that did it. That, just, that gave me the chills. <laughs> I, I, that needs it, to be a movie. Crazy. Dude, it was crazy. It was so weird. It's not – that's never happened to me before. Like, I'm not very good at making connections with people, especially like first impressions. Mm -hmm. And like, I would have told that woman anything, anything. And I still, I still worship that woman every day. Like anytime I'm going through something two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the afternoon, I'm calling her. I'm like, Summer, I need help. Or even like like, Summer, I need somebody to listen. What do you say? What do you, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what, what would you do? What do I do? Help. Or I need a hug, <laughs> you know? And she's like, come on over, come swim in my pool. And I'm like, okay, thank you, you know? She's wow. just she's just a truly great human, and I wanted to be coached by somebody like that. Mm-hmm. I already had the pleasure of being coached by somebody so, like, skilled and so high-ranked in the cheer community to being coached to somebody who's also high-ranked in the cheer community and also well-respected, but also, like, she cares for, like, our lives. There's, like, different, there's, like, different, uh, yeah. different ways of coaching, yeah. right? Just like you said, I mean, college or in high school. Yeah, like you can't even, like I still can't, I talk, I tell people this story all the time, you know, of like how I first met Summer and all that stuff. And still to this day, like it's been two years since I met her and I still can't fully explain like what it really was that like convinced me. I just knew that that was the right way. I was like, I don't know why, but I know that this path is where I'm supposed to be. 
and this is where I need to go. Coach and like Summer? that's just and so far <laughs> so far it's been proved to, proven to be the right decision, you know. Hey, Coach Summer, if you're listening, um I love you, my queen. You should be on the podcast. Yeah. Period. Be on the number one trillion podcast. Send you an email, coach. Where are you at? I'm not <laughs> responding. Have you not, I have not listened or I have not gotten one in forever. <laughs> coach. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Take your time. Uh, but okay. Busy woman. She's always doing She's busy? something. Oh, understandable. I'm like, Summer, take a nap. Take a vacation. She goes, no time. I'm like, okay. Nope. <laughs> Cheer. No. <laughs> Literally. Um, we were stayed amazing year like i said you're having a winning streak right now everything is going well tell me why do people call you the girl that saved america because this this goes into your team usa (laughs) journey yeah um so it's october 2019 i am about like four months deep in my weaver state journey i'm having a great time you know i'm preparing for partner and we're about to get choreo i'm cheering games i finally feel like i'm a part of the family you know i just got my letters you know things are already going great and um ed and hunter and colin and kenzie they're they're uh well ed's our assistant coach but like they're all a a part of Weber and they just left to go to Costa Rica or to go to Dallas to get ready for the Pan American World Championships in Costa Rica. They all just left and like we all just wish them good luck and like, oh, see you soon, miss you already, all that stuff. And well, let me ask you this, sorry. Did you try out for that team beforehand? No, I did not. You didn't? Okay. It was no, just, at okay. Kentucky, they only let you try out if you're like a senior or whatever and you have to ask for permission. So like I wasn't even oh, okay. thinking about that. I was like, I am not ready. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's going to be like two, three years from now, maybe. And we were saying, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, regardless of where I go, I'm probably not going to try out until, you know, I feel like I'm ready. And at the time, I didn't feel like I was. So, yeah, I didn't try out or anything. And, uh, but, you know, they all just left and everything. They've been gone for a couple of days. I, it's a Sunday, it's a Sunday afternoon. It's about two o'clock and I'm asleep. <laughs> you know, we had a late night game. I knocked out, haven't woken up yet. Uh, I wake up at about two o'clock to a phone call from Ed. And I'm confused because I'm like, Ed Maroney, and I'm confused because I'm like, shouldn't you be at practice right now? I was like, why are you calling me? So I answer the phone, and I'm like, hello? And he goes, do you have a passport right now? Do you have a passport? And I go, yes. He goes, is it up to date? And I was like, yes. And he goes, okay, I'll call you back, and then hangs up. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm just sitting there, like, half asleep, and I'm like, what just happened? Ten minutes later, he calls me, and he goes, hey, how soon can you be in Dallas? And I was like, hello? I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, um, he goes, something happened with Molly. She's not going to be able to come to Costa Rica. Molly McLeod, by the way, the, yeah, the legend, the oh. robot, the perfect, yes. Like Molly, the, the perfect embodiment of a female cheerleader, Molly McLeod. Yeah. He goes, Molly can't make it. And we need you to do her routine. How soon oh. can you be in Dallas? And I'm like, uh, uh. <laughs> like I'm glitching out because first of all, I'm about like, they're asking me to be on team USA right now. Um, I have to be in Dallas as soon as possible. And not only that, I have to do a routine done by one of the most talented female cheerleaders ever. She's already a legend. She's, she, you know, and I'm like, great. This is going to be one of the Molly, if you're listening, we love you. <laughs> I love you so much, Molly. And this gave me so much anxiety. Cause I was like, this is going to be one of the hardest routines I'd probably ever throw. And I'm not ready yet, but I can't tell, I can't tell Leroy, no, like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, you know? So I, I told Ed, I was like, um, let me call my mom, figure it out and I'll get right back to you. And by midnight Sunday night, 
I was on a plane to Dallas. I land in Dallas at around 8 a.m., get an Uber to cheer athletics, and I go straight to practice by 8.30. We're running the routine. I'm getting taught this routine. And, like, on the flight there, I took it took me two flights to get there. Both flights, my face is, like, glued to my phone, and I'm watching the ICU routine because I knew it had to be something similar, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm watching Molly the whole time, and I'm watching her routine, and I'm like, they want me to do this? <laughs> I was like – Either I'm going to die or they're going to be awfully disappointed, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, man, I'm having, like, an anxiety attack. And then – but I have no time to think about it, you know, because as soon as I land, they have practice. So I'm like, I got to go. I was like, I, whatever, I'm here. Regardless of what happens, I'm here, and I'm going to give it my 110% and hope for the best. Uh, thank God my partner was Vontae Johnson. Shout out to the boy. You're the best. He made dreams come true, <laughs> you know. The first couple of days I was – I wouldn't say I wasn't doing well, but I was – definitely a nervous wreck i was shaking a lot and i was I mean, very you just, you just went to dallas the, the very next yeah like like literally like, 24 hours ago i was in ogden not even thinking about like this. sleeping like yeah i was asleep <laughs> I was breakfast. literally like uh it was so crazy and like but what was even crazier is that like i had no time to think about it because literally mm-hmm. i got there we're practicing and then on thursday we're on our way to costa rica and then i'm competing that routine that saturday yeah and and we what, hit and, zero. Uh, uh, we we hit <laughs> we hit zero both days, and we won both competitions. Oh and I just I was God. just like, did this just happen? It was so I don't even know. I still can't even understand it. No wonder why it they was, say you saved America. That is yeah. So that's where that came from. I showed up on the first day, and Leroy looks at me and he goes, "Ah, the girl who saved America." And I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I was like, "Please don't say that. I don't deserve it at all." It's literally I was so basically the reason why they call me that is because very last minute, like the day they're supposed to start practice, something happened with Molly and she couldn't come, and mm-hmm. I was the one to be like, "Hey, I'll do it," <laughs> you know. And I came and I learned the routine in about four days. Well, I learned in about three days because we were going full out by the fourth day. And then uh, I competed it Saturday and Sunday and I had two perfect routines, which is completely unreal. Thank you, Vontae Johnson, for making that happen. <laughs> um, and that yeah, I, I won two different championships in one weekend in a completely different country out of nowhere. Unexpected. Out Unexpected. Of Completely unprepared. I wasn't even in the best shape yet. I wasn't ready for anything at all. But I was like, I can't possibly say no. No, you know? that's that's actually that's that's really. It was crazy. Really it was one of the craziest weeks of my life, and I I could be. I tell people this all the time. I could be eighty with dementia, and I will remember that week. I remember that week. I would. I would too. If I was if I was a base, they asked me to come. <laughs> oh, you want me to come stunt? I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I retire. terrified. And the worst part was that she was center elite. And I was oh like, you my. want me to be front and center? I don't even know what I'm doing. I've never, like, the last time I centered with Vontae was, like, a year ago, like, a year before. And then it's like, ah, I don't even know. It was just so much. I was like, so not only do you want me to learn this routine and do Molly McLeod's routine, the legend herself, but also you want me to be in the in the middle. Cool. Okay. I nice, was crying. Nice. <laughs> and I was like, I am so afraid of this right now. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy the whole week, I'm... I was like, do not mess this up. Do not mess this up. Do not mess this up. <laughs> just but looking, it worked just out. It worked back. out, and it was fine. 
so you probably you, you party you guys probably like party like at costa rica like yeah oh yeah and i was legal in costa rica it was great oh my god just yeah. like had the music Yep. Hey, 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 time to turn it up. Hey. Yep. Dude, they, uh, they don't have to have fun down there. It was really fun down there. And everyone, everyone over there was so nice and everything. It was a really cool trip. Do you know Spanish? I do not. So I was very confused. <laughs> but I still had a great time <laughs> si. anyway. Yeah, I was si. like, I was like uh-huh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Por, por favor. Por favor. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's exciting. That's to see where you've been through where what do you have the, the challenges what has taught you to to that crazy experience you still have like I said, you still have five five more years yeah i still you, haven't touched the college mat yet actually you, i've competed once in my whole college career and that was with team usa so that's i mean who can i don't think that many people can say your your first First, <laughs> Team USA, <laughs> like someone coming out of high school, like going to freshman year. Oh, I made mad. Oh, I made Team USA. My first. Year. <laughs> uh, it was all it was all chance, dude, but it worked out. And be. like I, I live a truly best life. Like the fact that Ed and Hunter, we call him Face, but like the fact that I had teammates that like believed in me to where they were out there and they even like even brought my name up to Leroy like even the fact that they believed that I could even slightly do it enough mm-hmm. to bring my name up to him and to fight for me to be there was already huge and then the fact that Leroy trusted their opinion and trusted in me enough for me to do this out of all the girls do that yeah out of, out of all the girls, of girls in the world you know he could have called anybody and they would have showed up you know but the fact that they called me was like it was a huge confidence booster but it was also like really humbling at the same time Cause it's like, wow, you know, like I need to start believing in myself more because all these people believe in me and like, I did it. It worked out. You know, it's like, it's such a blessed life. It's a fact, the fact that I have friends that like stick their neck out for me and like, know that I'm going to pull through. That's sick. That goes into my next question for you is out of all these experiences, out of from Kentucky, from Weber state to team USA, looking back at everything, what have you learned about yourself? I've actually learned quite a bit about myself, a lot more than I was expecting. Um, Because I've always been kind of a person where, like, I believe in the universe and, like, everything happens for a reason and all that stuff. But I've never been a very, like, emotionally available person. You know, just for me, like, I'm too busy working to be dealing with, like, mental problems and, like, emotional stuff. I'm like, I don't have time for all that. Like, I've always been, like, I'm either in the gym or I'm in class, or I'm at practice. You know, I never had time to really, like, evaluate myself in that way because it was always about performance, you know? And, like, that was very much the Kentucky way as well. Like, you could – you don't – nobody cares what you're going through right now. You need to perform at the best of your ability right now because that's your job. And that's always how it's been. And that's always mm-hmm. how it's been raised to be. You know, it's a job. But looking back at it now, especially with my time here at Weber and everything, like – I've learned that I'm so much, like, there's so much more value to me than just my performance. You know, like, obviously, that's a big part of me. I'm an athlete. I better be able (laughs) to perform, you know? That's what I'm getting scholarship to do. But also, it's like, it's okay to have a bad day. And it's okay to not be okay. And it's okay to take a moment to breathe and take a moment for yourself. Because also, like, I'm extremely healthy in the physical aspect. But it does me no good if I'm not healthy in the mental aspect. So 
uh, these past couple years in my career and like at Weber and all that stuff, um, I've learned a lot about how to take care of myself mentally and everything and how important it is and how I need to be spending, investing more time into that, you know? So that was probably the biggest thing that I've learned. No, that's, that's, that's amazing. And what is, what is some advice? What is some advice you'd give to anyone? Who's that? Is that Matt? It is Matthew Torres. What's up? Hey, Tom. Hey, that's Marvel himself. The Forsaken boy. Owl. Hey, make sure you guys check out his stream. Yeah, Forsaken Adam, Owl. Adam, pretty dope. Adam on Twitch. Forsaken Owl. If you're not there, you suck. If you're not there, you suck. Don't be weird. Come talk to me in the Don't chat room. Weird. It's pretty funny. It's pretty the chat room. <laughs> <laughs> Come hang out in the chat room. It's a good time. No, honestly though, it, it's it's really it's a great stream. Uh, it's a funny guy. So if you guys are into games and want to check him out, please do. He's affiliated now, so you can subscribe. All of us are. So if you're not, then you suck. And period. That's yeah, just what it suck. is. <laughs> <laughs> Question is for anyone that is doubting themselves. Take the jump. That's all it is. Take the jump, man. Like if you are ever on the fence about anything and if the thing that's holding you back from like accomplishing your goals and stuff is like what if I'm not good enough or like I'm not ready or there's no possible way that could happen to me if that's the only thing holding you back you better take that jump because you never know and like even even if you aren't ready per se like maybe if you really weren't ready and it doesn't end up breaking out look at everything that you learned from that experience there's never going to be an experience that you will go through that you will not learn something from so you have nothing to lose. And that's what took me the longest time to figure out. I've been a perfectionist my whole life. And it's it got to the point where I didn't want to try and learn new things because I didn't want to fail at them. But then it's like, well, then why am I even here? What's the point? You know? And when I finally figured out that it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to you know, not get what you want every time. Like I was taking jump after jump, risk after risk. I don't care. I'm not scared of anything. And like, even if it didn't work out, if it worked out, great. Awesome. It was super great experience. Thank God it worked out. I lived a, I live a blessed life, you know, but even when it didn't, I reflect on it. What didn't go right? What can you improve on? What can you do to be better? What can you learn from this? So like, no matter what, you're getting something out of it. So just take the jump. Boom. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, that was motivational. Thank you. That was really Thank good. You. Anu, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your whole your career. Like I said, five more years. I mean, you don't even know where. I mean, I don't even know where we're gonna be next year. I mean, shoot. <laughs> God, this is this is crazy. I'm excited for you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, no, actually, one. Wait, anything you want to say? <laughs> anything you want to say before we end? I'm not. Just thanks for having me. This was super super fun. This is like. This is one of this is my only experience I've ever been a guest on a podcast. First so that's trilling podcast. Cool. You're on the you're on the number one trilling podcast in the world. I know. It's so my first experience to be on the number one cheer podcast in the world. That's huge. Hope you guys enjoyed and uh, subscribe wherever you're listening. Please. Thank you. Bye. <laughs>